0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Teachers Lounge. I'm Karan Jackson, your host. I'll be talking to teachers, educators, administrators, counselors, students, parents, all types of people on the show to get a perspective on education and how our education policy shapes us. We'll be talking to people about the jobs they do. About the things they do within a school or for school, whether they're a vendor, how that affects and how those roads go. Uh, we'll be talking to students about their perspective because it's very important that we gain their perspective on how school actually functions and whether we are uh, really truly getting across our goal uh, of trying to educate them. And we're gonna talk about a variety of topics, you know. What are we trying to teach them? Is it effective? Testing, all of those normal things, all those, a lot of things that that don't come up and don't get addressed. We're gonna talk about it here in the teacher's lounge. And if you didn't know, the teacher's lounge is a place in the school where teachers really just kind of open up and talk to one another. Uh, they kind of air out some grievances, they, uh kind of get some things off their chest it's a place for them event uh a place for them to start some discussions a lot of collaboration happens in the teacher's lounge uh, it is a great space that i don't think gets enough credit in the education system Uh, I always said that if I was in control of a building that I would ensure that the teacher lounge was kind of purpose built for that, not just kind of come sit and leave, but uh, somewhere where a teacher could relax, somewhere where a teacher could be inspired, somewhere where a teacher could uh, or educator or anybody could come in and uh, really be catapulted to the next level of what they need to do. Uh, And I don't think it takes a whole lot. Sometimes it's just a simple jar of candy. Sometimes it is a little bit more than that. So what we're going to do uh, is uh, take a look at uh, uh, one of the careers within the school. Uh, So I have a educator here with me here. Her name is Dominique. And let's uh, go ahead and get her on hi Dominique how are you
1: hello Karan it's such a pleasure to be here on your podcast
0: thank you thank you for coming out and and talking with me and spending some time Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself tell the people who you are and what you do
1: well my name is Dominique Jackson and um, I am a newly instructional coach for uh, K5 I am recently have gone into this position from um, actually being a fifth grade uh, teacher for uh, about 12 years or so Um, it's been a a journey Um, i've learned a lot this year by kind of uh, sitting back and observing the the job in itself Um, but it's been it's been a journey
0: okay now i know in education we use the word we use a lot of words uh, that the public may not generally understand. Go ahead and tell everybody what a uh, instructional coach is in your eyes, you don't have to go by the, you know, formal job <laughs> title there, but but tell everyone what an in, instructional coach is in, in your eyes.
1: Well, um, an instructional coach in my eyes is someone who is really a help to um, fellow colleagues and teachers, it's someone who helps perfect their craft as a teacher so it's not like someone that's i'm not an administrator i am someone who actually just is the coach that person that helps um grow their ideas that they want to share in their classrooms
0: okay all right a lot of people don't understand the difference between administrators and coaches right so coaches are those people that come along in a non- uh, threatening way, and they're only there to to help you. They're not there to evaluate. So one of the, the, the major difference between a, let's say, a instructional coach, curriculum coach, uh, or any of those type of coaches is to, they don't come in to evaluate. Um, and having been a coach myself, I know that you don't go in and you don't pass off a, any of your information or your observations or any of that kind of data to administrators for them to use in their evaluation process so being a coach is really at this fine line between working with administration um them wanting some things and also uh, being uh, uh, trustworthy uh, w- with fellow colleagues to, to help them along and let them trust you, right? Because before you can help somebody, they got to trust you. Right. You got to be able to have that rapport with them where the information they're sharing or the things that they're doing uh, doesn't, uh, they don't feel like you're running back and, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell on you or whatever like that, right? And So unless it's something detrimental to, to children's health or learning, then you know that that's a, a judgment call but on a regular on a typical you know a coach is not running back to administrators with who look what i saw and here's this or that right
1: i totally agree Um this year for me has been an observational year so i was able to see well how things were run um i i worked closely with a reading um instructional coach that we have and it's been um, really good to just watch to see how the relationships have been um, established uh, with with teachers and the coach. Um, I've, I've had an opportunity to see how the administration side works versus the teacher side. So I've been really in the middle this year just trying to adjust myself to this new arena that i have become part
0: of right right so you get to see both sides you you know in in a lot of ways you feel like and you're treated like an administrator uh but again establishing that rapport uh keeping to your word and, and really uh i know as a coach i always had to to hound home that hey i'm i'm not here to evaluate you like i'm you know i'm not your evaluator um, and a lot of people get it confused and, and sometimes their role is not really often defined, well defined within a school organization and you see where principals get into, uh, a principal is a coach too, let's, 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 let's kind of define that, right? So you have your administrator, your principal, your assistant principal, maybe dean of students, whoever's an evaluator in, your, in, in a particular building, but you, the difference is that a principal has to wear all those hats. And so there's times where he needs to coach, uh, and there's times where he's coming in to evaluate. He or she uh, is coming in to, to evaluate. And so you have to, uh, as a coach, you have to kind of walk that fine line and, and constantly remind uh, uh, your colleagues that hey, I'm I'm not evaluating. None of my information does. And if it happens to ever show up in an evaluation, your information where the evaluator hasn't done it, um, you know, I've I've gone to bat for that. Like hey, you you know you're you're kind of crushing my job and what I do uh, being a certified coach uh, is it, you know and so it makes it difficult to move the organization forward and you're just trying to get that progress out of there. So tell me something tell me what was uh, what was one of the f- your favorite things uh, that you learned this year what was what was what was one of the things that your your new position kind of brought you
1: well um, it was a couple of things. Uh, one of the most uh, exciting things I could say that I learned this year is that, Teachers have a voice and it's good to allow them to express how they feel, um, express how they want to change things and to just, you know, to be a good listener. And I I mean, I learned how to really be a good listener so I could help them in the best way that I could.
0: Right, you gotta listen, gotta understand what it is that a teacher may be struggling with or even help pull that out, right? Um, And it's it's a great thing. Uh, to be able to go into multiple classrooms and really do the work in education that a lot of us kind of feel. Sometimes we you know we, we hear it, it becomes kind of cliche where we're going, oh you should uh, uh, we're you know, best practices, right and, and to be a conductor of best practices, I can go into classroom A and see something great go into classroom B and see something great and go into classroom C where a teacher may be struggling and give, them, give that person a little bit of, of, of both, right? Have you had those opportunities yet?
1: Yes, and, and it was it's so exciting because the light bulb goes off on some of these teachers and they say, wow, you know, I'm glad you gave me that input. I really tried to implement that into the classroom and, and you know, to hear their excitement makes me feel like you know I've done something really well for them Um, but yeah it's it's been a journey though because sometimes being a a coach a newly coach that just left the classroom in the same building some of your colleagues don't see you as someone that can give them advice or to give them any input so you have to kind of take a couple steps back and, and establish that trust, like we were saying, Right. And get that and relationship.
0: One, one of the biggest things and you, you said earlier um, is a key to any new job is observing, right? So you said it was an observation year, right? So taking and observing, looking what is actually happening in what I like to call the playing field, right? Mm -hmm. So the classrooms all around the building, what's actually happening, right? Because as a classroom teacher, we kind of get locked in. We kind of, it's all hearsay, really, right? Ooh, this happened in this hallway or that happened Mm -hmm. in this classroom, right? But when you get to roam the building, when you get to, uh, I don't know if you experienced this yet, roaming the building and just listening to what's happening in the classroom without going in
1: without going in yes right yes
0: Mm -hmm. tell me about that
1: so you know again because i have an office so i'm not in a classroom and just stuck there you are you do have opportunities to go and just go in the hallways and i'll i'll go by a room and i won't peek in but i'll just be like in the hallway and i can hear a lot of the um instruction that's going on with some of the teachers and it kind of makes me smile because i wasn't able to see my entire uh, teaching staff last year because i was in the classroom but to be able to see and hear i should say to be able to hear teachers actually um implementing things that we've learned in the past and you know, showing that they can be a really great teacher. I learned that this year that we have a great wealth of teachers that know a lot of good things and sharing that with the kids. And you can hear the kids interacting, and it's it just makes you feel good that some of those things that were not for naught that we've learned in the past.
0: Right. Those walks are, are very valuable. Um, I remember one of the first things that I used to do, upon entering the building before i even went to my office was to walk the building um and so i would walk and visit every teacher in the morning and ask hey what what do you need what's your day like what you know what what can i do for you because truly uh you know our teachers are on the forefront uh and so i wanted to make sure that as their coach that i supported them with whatever they may need whether it was some material whether it was hey i need a bulb for my projector or whatever it was that i could help make their job that much easier so that they could focus on teaching right so
1: i love that know. statement because that's to me what an instructional coach is, someone that helps a teacher have their job be a little bit easier and to just not take away uh, slack or whatnot, but to just give them an opportunity to just be better in their craft and to teach the kids. Right.
0: You you don't get better at your craft unless you're practicing the craft. Uh, One of the things I think a lot of uh, people – don't get inside and outside of education is that the job of a teacher often gets conflated with uh, so many other jobs, so many other tasks that when you see a teacher teaching, they're like zoned out and the kids are zoned out because there's this connectivity that happens when all the other distractions are gone, right? And so I know that when when teachers reach that space, that high level education is taking place. And so that's why I always tried to clear the road as as a, uh, uh, my title was curriculum coach. Uh, So I tried to clear the road, make sure that they had what they needed to teach, whatever it was that they were teaching. Uh, and provide them help with whatever way they were trying to deliver it. Uh, one of the things that I'm not sure if you you run across this, and, and you probably will uh, as you continue on, is that teaching styles vary, and the effectiveness of each teacher uh, can't really be weighed as you know one all be all. Right. So some teachers are great at this and some teachers are great at that. Um, And, you know, some teachers, you know, live and breathe the call and response system. Right. Call out, you know, when they want the kids attention, they have a call out. Right. Uh, All eyes on me. You know, whatever. One, two, three. All eyes on me. Whatever it is, you know, whatever the, the call and response is, they live on that. And their kids take on that culture. Right. Um, And I never try to go to another teacher and go, hey, you should do this call and response, right? I always tell them, hey, here's some tools. There's a call and response, there's a, you know, clicker noise thingy or or something, maybe it's music, whatever it may be, you know, you got to kind of find that so that you can hone in your skills. What's, there, what's your plan going forward? What's, what's, what's next year shaping up to be, right? So you got your observation year in. Uh, what do you, what's next year shaping up to be?
1: Well, um, also in this past year, I was able to do quite a bit of training um, where I was with other instructional coaches throughout our uh, district and throughout our, um, what do you call it, our ISD. And um, it was really beneficial because I learned a lot of different strategies. Um, was in, I was introduced to a lot of uh, reading material, so I've been trying to, you know, get my, my coaching cycles together on how I want to implement those this year. Um, just listening to you a few moments ago, I, I love what you said about, you know, greeting all your teachers every day. and. Going to their rooms and just asking, you know, do you need any assistance of anything? I think that's a really great way to start um, the new year because you're you're also developing those connections right at the beginning of the year and every day. So those right. are some of the things I think I want to try to input next year as well.
0: You know what? I'll, I'll give you some some advice because um, I'd say this from uh, from a different perspective. Um, Yes, I'm an educator, 15 years, 16 years in the business. Um, But my first love was management. Uh, And so went to school for hospitality business and done the management thing. Uh, Ran hotels, ran corporations such as Marriott and other restaurants and those things. One of the things that great managers do and people who have to manage that. It's, it's not about the managers, not about that. It's about inputting into people and empowering your people, right? And so a visit from them to see what their need uh, sends that message, how can I serve you? Um, making that connection. Uh, and the greatest thing of all that, that I think people would, you know, go out of their way for for you is to always be authentic. Right? As educators we get a ton of huh. this or that and fly by nights, you know, it's uh, you know, this acronym and that acronym and then this next initiative and you turn around to Maryland it's a new initiative, right? But to always be authentic, always, you know, it's a street say, keep it real, <laughs> right? But to always be authentic uh, with your colleagues, always be authentic with uh, students. Um, it's, 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 it's priceless, it will pay great dividends um, because then you become not only that trusted source but that respected source, right? And so uh, a lot of times things aren't received, you know, especially in the public eye. But then the sideline conversations, people are like, Mm -hmm. uh, tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell me more about that, right? Mm -hmm. So always be authentic, always be uh, uh, genuine um, in it. And I think, one, it gives you the pleasure to to do your job knowing that I did that. And,
1: you know, also with what you're saying, I I also feel, too, that in a sense – I've become like a mentor to some of these teachers as well. Although, um, you know, in some eyes, some veterans, sometimes the veterans are like, ah, you know, you can't really tell me anything. But for the majority of the people I've, I've, I've coached this year, I felt as though we were Developed a relationship of like that mentor-mentee type of situation. Right, that coach and someone, always
0: is, right? So that coach, right. that's what you look on a right. football team, you look on a baseball team, that coach, he's out there leading, right. yet he hasn't thrown a pass, he hasn't hit a ball, he hasn't caught a ball, he's, he's not in the game. Right. But from the sidelines, right. you are mentoring, you are encouraging right. that, hey, you got this, you could do this. Right. Hey, I can see things that you can't, right? And so... Uh, I always equate it to watching football. Uh, you know, on a Sunday, we're, you know, we're sitting back in a comfy chair, and you're like, oh, man, all you had to do was run through this hole. It was biggest day. Yeah, well, when you got about 12 guys chasing you angrily, <laughs> you don't see a big hole. You see 12 guys chasing you, right? Mm-hmm. And so a coach has a perspective to try to get their players to see what he saw right? Or she saw, right? So it's, you, as a coach, you get to do that. Um, and you, you, know, your younger players, they're more apt to, to take in. Your older players, um, you really have to gain that trust and that respect. Right. And so you have to feed them differently right. and talk with them differently, differently. Yep. and remind them of what they already know and tap into something new, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, hey, I ain't showing you nothing new. You've done this before, mm-hmm. you, you've been here, you heard, remember this, yeah. All that is, is this. It's the, same. the exactly. thing that we're saying do now, is the same thing, we did, yeah. you know, like you're mm-hmm. doing it already. All you really need to do is X right? Don't even give them X, Y, Z, just do X, (laughs) right? right? Do this one other little thing, right? That they're like, oh, yeah, I do that already, Mm -hmm. right? So, situation I had, they wanted uh, anchor charts on the walls, right? And I'm like, (laughs) you know, I already wrote on my walls, right? But all they wanted now, they wanted people to take a picture and send it in so they could collaborate on it or do whatever. And I'm like, you know, that ain't me. I'm like, I'm not writing on the walls or writing, you know, doing these anchor charts or chart paper or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, you know, I'm not doing that so that we can collaborate. Right. Right. I'm doing it so that my kids can learn. Right. And so you you have to kind of coach people, you know, in some of those areas like,
1: You and know. also to keep the kids as the center in the forefront, right, because that's right. Why we're and here. so it's always,
0: right. uh, I saw I've always, and we talk about this on a different episode, but it, I always see where a lot of ideals stop at the adults, right, and they never transfer to the seat, right. Be like, oh, what are the adults doing? Boom. Okay, but how do we transfer that to the seat? How does the kid get that knowledge? What is it that you want the kid? to walk away with and and retain right how really focus on that stuff that i need them to retain that's going to be what i call the enduring things right um these things last they see them year after year after year so yeah focus on that kind of stuff but you know i like to congratulate you on your job yeah you. doing a great job so we want you to have a wonderful school year. Appreciate and, that, thanks so uh, much. Like to once again, thank you for coming out.
1: Thank you for uh, having me on the show. I've enjoyed myself today. Yeah,
0: this was it's great. Awesome. It was great. So you're welcome back anytime. Awesome. Again, we're gonna have a variety of topics to talk about uh all oh, they don't know this is my wife so she got to be on the show she ain't got no choice uh, but we just want to make sure that uh uh you guys are having a, a great year we wish you all the the best and success and reach those young minds plant those seeds uh grow those trees grow those minds and get these kids set up to be productive citizens in the united states of america right so um I'd like to thank everyone for taking their time out to listen to this podcast. Uh, You can reach us uh, if you want to, to send your comments to Ed Sposure. That's E-D-P-O-S-U-R-E, excuse me, uh, at Gmail, EdSposure at gmail.com. Send that to me. I'll, you know, take a look and incorporate it. There's a topic or something you got to say. Let me know. We incorporate it into the show. Uh, But I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And at this time, hey, we're going to say goodbye. I'm signing off. Dominique Jackson, again, thank you. I'm Karan Jackson, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Mm